<laughs> this is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, cat lovers. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. So what's better than having tons of cats? Reading about cats, cat books, right? I love reading. My next guest is an author and I love speaking with authors and finding out, you know, why they wrote what they wrote. What was their objective and passion toward the book? I just, I love that. So I can't wait to share with you two of my favorite things, cats and books. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Kate Conte. She is the author of the Cat Cafe Mystery Series and her new book. I hope I get this right, Kate. It's Gone But Not Forgotten. That's right. Okay, great. So tell us about, you have a cat mystery series or cat cafe mystery series, I should say. What made you decide to use this setting for your book series? And I know this new book is number six. So you've written, already written quite a few. How did the idea for the cat cafe come about? Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me. This is really fun to be here to talk about the books. So the Cat Cafe series was really kind of an evolution. When I first started talking about the series with my agent and my publisher at the time, it started out very differently. And then over the course of the conversations, we kind of got to this place where cat cafes were starting to really become a thing here in the United States. So they had kicked up in Japan pretty frequently. It was kind of a hot thing out there. It was a place where people could go who were not able to have their own pets. They could spend time with cats. They could, you know, hang out and have a coffee. And um, they had really started coming over to the United States and they were starting to sprout up in, in cities. So it was kind of an interesting concept to think about bringing something like that to a tiny little island where, you know, the population for the whole year was very small, but during the summer, there were a lot of non-locals that came to the island. So that took a little bit of creativity to think about how to do that well. How long have you been writing the Cat Cafe Mysteries? So I think, oh gosh, I believe I started writing them in 2014. So the first one was probably out in 2015. Now I can't remember, 15 or 16, <laughs> something like that. And what made you decide to write? I know you, you have the Cat Cafe as far as location, but why cats? 
So I had been writing another series at the time um, under my original name, Liz McGavro. It was the Positively Organic Mysteries. And that one was about animals. And, you know, I was writing about a gourmet chef that cooked food for animals. And my agent had come to me and said, oh, I have another editor that's interested in a cat mystery. <laughs> so that was kind of how it came about. I was starting to get the the name of the cat woman in the cozy off in the cozy mystery field. So you didn't all of a sudden adopt a ton of cats and decided I need to write about cats. It kind of was opposite and sort of, do you have cats now? Yeah, so I've been doing cat rescue for probably 25 years. Um, oh, the wow. past few years I've been doing it a little bit less because I kind of downsized where I lived and all that. But yeah, I have had a lot of cats over over my lifetime. At the moment, I'm down to one cat and a couple of dogs that you can probably be hearing in the background. But I have one cat left from my rescue days. I won't tell you how many I had at the height of my <laughs> involvement in rescue. <laughs> That'll be another podcast. So for two of our hostess, one is 19 and one has 11, and they do the show together. So 30 cats. I mean, that's wow. like... Wow, nice. How many did you have? Yeah, one time I had about 20. Oh, yeah, okay. I had a much bigger house, but yes. <laughs> so it was a lot of work, but it was fun. I did a lot of fostering. A lot of my um, cats were failed fosters or, you know, cases that people didn't, that weren't, you know, they weren't the little cute little kittens that were being snapped up. They were the hard cases that had illnesses or other problems, or, you know, they were really old or something, something was making them less adoptable than others. And that's always hard. Now, tell us about Gone But Not Forgotten. What is this story about? Sure. So this story, this was such a fun one to write. So, you know, as I mentioned, I have been very into rescue for most of my life. And I really like to have some sort of rescue thread going through my stories. So, you know, for as much as I love the mystery part of it and, you know, the, the community, I really love to take the opportunity where I can to educate people about things that come up in the rescue world. So I had not tackled hoarding before. And I think it's really important for people to understand, you know, how hoarders, how cat hoarders or animal hoarders can present. You know, people might think that they're not hoarding, but they really are. How people can try to help them if they become aware of a situation, because hoarding cases are so difficult, right, for the animals, for the rescuers who eventually get involved. And it's just an all around sad situation. So I really want to try to tackle the hoarding topic for this one. And then I also wanted to give some airtime to one of my favorite characters, who's um, a sidekick to my protagonist, Maddie. Um, his name is Cass, and he's really kind of a Zen master. Um, he's been Maddie's mentor for meditation and Tai Chi. And, you know, he's really encouraging her to be mindful. And, you know, he's been a fun character for me throughout the series. And I really wanted to let people get to know him a little bit more in this one. So he had a big role in the story. That sounds really good and really interesting. It was a great read. What made you decide to cover cat hoarding? And what exactly is cat hoarding? Because some people think cat hoarding is if only if you have like 40, 50, 60, some uh, like that crazy number. Sometimes people think, you know, 10, that's cat hoarding. So where's the line between having a lot of cats and cat hoarding? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think really, you know, what it comes down to is someone's ability to care for the animal, right? 
if the animals are, you can have a lot of cats and care for them. <laughs> you know, you can be getting them vet care, you can be feeding them good food, they can be, you know, indoor only and, you know, not running around unspayed and unneutered. Or you can have less cats than anyone else, but just not take care of them. They can be reproducing, uh, they, they can be ill, right? So it's really the level of care that that's being provided. Is the home clean? Are, are the cats, you know, do they have a place where they can find their litter box that, and it's not filthy, right? Like, so all of those things play into what's hoarding and what's just having a lot of cats. And I had come across a person during my rescue days who did not think they were a cat hoarder. But unfortunately, when I had encountered their home, it became really apparent that they kind of were. And so that, that really stuck in my mind. And it's not someone that anyone would have ever thought was a hoarder. But the condition of the house just kind of told me otherwise. And so I really, that's, that image has, has stuck with me for years. And I really wanted, that was, that was really the basis for the book. That is interesting. And I like how you defined it because a lot of us, you know, when we hear cat hoarding, think of something crazy that we probably have seen on the news where someone has, you know, 40 cats and they're in a tiny place and there's all of this, but you can have six. And if they're taking over your house, if you're not taking care of the litter, you know, on a constant basis, if you're not feeding them well, if they're, there's all kinds of ways to define it. So I liked your definition. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Kate Conte, and she is the author of the Cat Cafe Mystery Series. We're talking about her latest book, Gone But Not Forgotten. So, Kate, I want to know if you did any research for the book prior to writing it and what type of research. Yeah, so for this one, you know, it didn't really require me to go out and do any like hands I mean, I feel like the years that I've spent working with cats and with different people and and in different environments was, you know, a lot of research in and of itself. So I didn't have to go out and really do anything new for this particular book. And also, you know, some of the situations that I talked with cast character mentioned, you know, with Tai Chi classes and yoga and and meditation. So that's also something that I do pretty consistently and have been to a lot of centers like he has and classes. So this I really just drew upon years of my own personal experiences instead of having to really go out and do a lot of new research. Okay. And can you give us like a little synopsis of the book? Sure. So Maddie is, is, 
spending more and more time with Cass at his Zen tea garden, where she can do meditation outside and where her cat JJ can, you know, look at the fish in the little pond and they can be very mindful. And then she finds out that Cass is offering his services to one of the smaller communities on the island, giving some free Tai Chi classes and, and free meditation classes. And in doing this, he comes across a woman who he finds out or he suspects is, is a hoarder. Her neighbors are complaining about all the cats that are running around the neighborhood. And so once he realizes that there's a problem, he calls Maddie to come in and help save the day. So when Maddie agrees to go speak with the woman and, and assess the situation, they find the woman dead at the bottom of her living room stairs. And at first it looks like an accident, but then Maddie starts to think that it's not. So they have to figure out who killed this woman. Okay, interesting. I wonder what happens to all the cats, but you have to read the book. So, (laughs) yes. Okay. So when you write these books, and I know that you said you really are, you know, fostering and rescue is very important to you. Is that one of the messages or one of the key messages you want to get across when you write? You have a whole mystery series. So when you write all your books or, you know, or in, and including this one, is that one of the goals is to just get across, you know, people, you need to go to shelters, you need to look for ways to adopt cats. There's so many that have no homes and et cetera. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely support adoption. I think it's so important. You know, all my animals have been rescues, you know, cats, dogs, bunnies, whatever kind of animal that you want or that you love, you can usually find a rescue. And to me, it's just very sad that there's so many animals sitting in shelters. You know, I know there's a lot of debate about breeders and and buying animals and all that, but I, you know, I really would encourage people to go to a shelter first and save a life that way. Absolutely. I totally agree. All of mine are rescues. You know what they say about cats? Because there's so many that are community cats and they run loose in the neighborhood and that kind of thing that they find you. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's like they tell each other. Like at my old house, I swear the cats where I used to live in a kind of wooded area and, you know, had a reputation for people dumping their cats when they didn't want them. And there were a lot of ferals living nearby and, you know, just a lot of cats running around. And I think they, you know, they kind of tell their friends, hey, there's food at that house. And then they all start coming around. Yeah, they have this thing, you know, I'm in the suburbs, but still I moved and a couple of cats came with the house. Then she was pregnant and a couple more cats came with the house. And yeah, and uh, well, we got her fixed. So there was only two pregnancies and fixing is not always easy. Do you ever put your I know you said you're down to one cat, but do you ever put your cat's antics into your books? Oh, totally. So Maddie's sidekick cat in the Cat Cafe series is JJ, Junkyard Johnny. And he's based on a cat that I had who was also named Junkyard Johnny. He was a shelter rescue. Someone, you know, picked him up from a junkyard up in New Hampshire. So in my first series, my main coon cat and my schnoodle, my dog, were both series regulars. (laughs) So yes, I definitely incorporate my current and past animals into my books for sure. What do you think your next book is going to be about? So I'm actually working on a plot for book seven as we speak. (laughs) And this one's going to be based around Halloween time. So it's going to be really fun. I can't say much more than that because I don't have it all nailed down yet. But it's, you know, I haven't done a Halloween book in the series yet. I'm really excited about it. Halloween's like my favorite time of the year. So I'm really excited to see what we can do with that for the next book. Oh, there's Halloween stuff out now. (laughs) and It's July. So 
I know. <laughs> it's crazy. It was actually, I saw some stuff in retail world, even in June. So I don't know. But I've had a lot of shows about cats and Halloween because, you know, the black cats have this stigma and there's all kinds of craziness around black cats that are so untrue. But I have a feeling you know all about that. And I'm sure that some of that will make its way into your book. Absolutely. You've written a couple of series. So besides the Cat Cafe mystery series, what are some of you the other series that you've written? Sure. So as I mentioned, as Liz McGavro, I wrote the Positively Organic Mysteries. There's seven books in that series. And then also as Kate Conti, I write the Full Moon Mysteries. So there's two books out at the moment, and the third will be out next March. And that also has cats, <laughs> black ones and orange ones. <laughs> always about cats. You know, this is not quite a cat question. How do you discipline yourself to write and you have so many books out? One a year is a lot. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes it's more, it's usually two a year that have been coming That's out. Okay. Um, so it's I'm been, even more impressed. <laughs> yeah. It's been a crazy schedule. Time management is something that I don't know that I will ever conquer fully, but it's something I've been working on for a really long time because in addition, I work as well. So I still work during the day, um, I do a lot of other things. So usually what I try to do is get up early and get my work count in for the day before I do anything else. Because the morning is really when I'm most fresh and when I can come to the page, you know, with the best ideas. And so I find if I can get it done, you know, take even just a half hour in the morning, at least that way, if I can't get back to it later, I'll feel like I have accomplished something for the day. And if you do, do something consistently every day, eventually you're going to have a book. And that's how you do it. Well, where can people find more information about your books? Sure. I'm at kateconti.com. That's C-A-T-E-C-O-N-T-E.com. And I'm on social as both Kate Conti and Liz McGavro. Okay. Hey, thank you so much for coming on Catitude and sharing all this great information about your new book, Gone But Not Forgotten. So I encourage all of you, if you're readers and, you know, if you're cat people, I think cat people are more like reader people. You know, they like to read more than I think the dog people. Just my mind. Anyway, <laughs> so check out Kate Conte, Gone But Not Forgotten. Kate, thank you so much for coming on Catitude. I wish you a ton of success. I can't wait to hear about book seven. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. This is so much fun. Well, if you love reading and you love cats, be sure to check out Kate Conte's book series, The Cat Cafe Mysteries, and her new book, Gone But Not Forgotten. I want to thank my cats. They were calm enough and let me have enough time to read her book, which I really loved. And uh, so thank you, Molly and Charlotte and Dennis. And uh, of course, thanks always to Jethro and Sammy. Thanks to everyone listening to Catitude. I so appreciate you listening to Catitude. Thanks to my guest, Kate Conte, for coming on Catitude. And a huge thank you to Mark Winter for making me and my guest sound amazing. Now remember, lose the attitude, have Catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.